morning, everybody. Damn, I didn't know you liked the Delphonics. They're pretty good. <laughs> Hello, team. Welcome to Enough, which is actually the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. With your hosts, Ryan Eichner and Scott Sweeney, also known as the Turkey Boys. We're starting today's show with uh, a little remembrance for Robert Forster. It's uh, Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time by the Delphonics from Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Thank you. Thank you. Coming at you. What are you doing? What are you doing? um, Most famously from Jackie Brown, Mulholland Drive, a bunch of old TV shows that I can't remember the name of. He's like one of those guys. You'd see him be like, oh, that guy. uh, The Breaking Bads. Yeah. I literally... El Camino. I finished watching El Camino, which he's in, and then hopped on Twitter and saw that he had died and felt responsible, frankly. Poor, poor kid. I was like, wow, that's weird. But he was a good presence in movies. He will be missed, as they say. Will he be missed? Hank? Uh, no, not really. Hank's not missing him. He's fine in Jackie Brown. And <laughs> I kind of forgot he existed in everything else. Wow. I wanted to mention, you got some Wahlberg water on the I table. Do. It's my aqua hydrate. How you doing? Yeah. It's delicious. I fill it up every morning. I can't believe he with, didn't name with it. With holy water. <laughs> and then I drink it. Yeah. While working out. It doesn't poison and kill me at all. Why did you do that, Scotty? I had to. I'm sorry. I'm surprised he didn't name it, like, Walter. You know, because of Wahlburgers. stuff? No, I get it. Okay, just making sure. Don't worry. <laughs> Your joke didn't miss. Walter or something. But, uh, yeah, let's get right into some news. I, uh, I saw that Apple's partnered with Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg on a limited World War II drama series, Masters of Air, which will be the first series yeah. produced in-house by Apple. And it's... It's like, am I getting deja vu? Aren't they tired? Aren't Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks tired of producing World War II drama miniseries? Oh, I don't think that'll ever go away. That's their bread and butter. Like you got Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers, The Pacific. Oh God, The Pacific. Like, there are other things to make movies and shows. God about. loved The Pacific. Yeah, I didn't get into any. I didn't even get into Band of Brothers, and I, I love Saving Private Ryan, but the show, I don't know. Like, make it, I don't know. Make a movie about something else. What are you doing out there? They won't rest until they've made a miniseries out of, like, every story that occurred during World War II. Yeah, World War II and Vietnam, and even at this point, Iraq, are mm. movied out. It's too much. Yeah. There's nothing more. The middle, whole, all of the Middle East is no longer interesting. Yeah, they never, it's always, like, the same movies. Get it's Catherine like, Bigelow out there. Yeah. It's either, like, too political or not political at all. It's always just like, uh I agree, Samuel. Enough with World War Two. Yeah, I've had it. On to World War Three, baby. So uh, Joker had a huge opening weekend, despite us hating it. Ninety-six million dollars. Pretty twisted is, of him. Yeah. To make so much dough. So twisted, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy. It's been weird seeing the reaction to Joker. I feel like most people loved it. I feel like we're in the minority. I think a lot of people really loved it. Yeah, that's a strange thing for me. Yeah, and not that I and not that I hated it. It was just it was whatever. It was you know. I kind of hated it. That's fair. It made so much money that 
doing like the sequel talk and it like set up for sequels at the end if it wanted to yeah, like a little look at the camera or you mentioned that uh it's annoying that it's called joker no. instead of the joker yeah that drives me crazy i'm not really sure why i, I couldn't just, agree more nobody calls him joker exactly they, they call him the joker yeah. and you know it's almost like he dropped like todd phillips intentionally dropped the off of the title or of just so that he could sort of like further separate himself from the franchise and it i don't know man i just yeah it just doesn't make sense like you said when people talk about the joker they always say the joker it's never just joker it's sometimes when a movie has a the it doesn't need it but this one did it's annoying yeah the whole movie felt unnecessary they announced that netflix is making a sequel to murder mystery the Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston vehicle that exists on Earth, and it was made, and I can't think of a movie that needs a sequel less than that. But I did guess you finish it? I can't remember. You I did, did, didn't you? I did. You little yes. fucking snake. You were like different people. I was. Um, but yeah, Murder Mystery Two: colon, Another All Expenses Paid Vacation for Adam Sandler and His Family and Friends. That's its full title. Um, yeah. I don't know. I tried to write a joke for this, and I was just—I got hung up on the fact that I think Justin Thoreau probably <laughs> wears leather pants that he paid for with alimony from his divorce with Jennifer Aniston, and that was as far as I got in the writers' room, mm. and I gave up. And there's an upcoming CBS miniseries starring Jeff Daniels as James Comey, and Brendan Gleeson will be playing Donald Trump in an adaptation of Comey's memoir, A Higher Loyalty. And I can't believe it's taken this long for them to doll someone up like Donald Trump and win some awards. Terrific. I think it's fantastic. Although it's lies, it's all lies. But I hate serious it's Jeff time Daniels. To take a stand. I'm ty- I don't really like him in anything except Dumb and Dumber exactly. and uh, Squid and the Whale. That's, That's all it. he's got. Yeah, like wacky, fun Jeff Daniels is good, but he hasn't done that in like decades at this I point. I really hated the newsroom. And the fact that it's going to be on CBS makes it that much worse. CBS is, of the three networks, it's my least favorite, like, by miles. As you always used to say, Jeff Daniels is one of the most unconvincing cigarette smokers on screen. Like, on the newsroom, he'd always, like, sit at his desk and have a smoke. And he yeah, always he holds like, it like a shovel. Yeah. It, it, it'll take you out of it, even though it's a little thing. Yeah. Um, CBS sucks. And that's all I have to say. But yes. speaking of CBS, I accidentally signed up. Well, my dog accidentally, Megan, accidentally signed me up for CBS All Access the mm. other day by stepping on my Apple TV remote. <laughs> and it started a week trial that would turn into a nine ninety nine a month. And had I not noticed her doing it, I would have ended up getting charged for network television, which yeah. is like the most infuriating thing imaginable. The fact that these network like NBC, Peacock, and CBS All Access, and I don't remember what the ABC one's called. Is it just looped in with Disney Plus? Yeah, I think Probably. it is, actually. That's, That's a good call. Disney Plus is fine. I already bought a year of that, but... But yeah, I like the idea of Meg purposefully ordering <laughs> CBS All Access. She's in on that new Twilight Zone or whatever oh, they've got going on over there. With friend of the show, Jordan Peele. Yes. I actually watched some of those. It's not good. I didn't like the original Twilight Zone, so there's no way some like hacky Jordan Peele woke remake is going to be any better. Some of them are good. If you go like find a list online of like the ten best ones, there's, those are probably worth watching. I've seen some that have some stuff. All right. Where are they? Are they on Hulu? I think it's actually 
The entire old run of the Twilight Zone is on Netflix and Hulu. Interesting. I think it, that's one that's just like everywhere. All right, maybe if I was, maybe I was watching the wrong episode. Yes. Freak of fucking nature doesn't want a house tour. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I saw the preview for USA has a new Jason Bourne universe show called Treadstone. They just won't quit strangling the life out of this dead franchise. Like, they made three Bourne movies with Matt Damon that people liked and were successful. And that should have been enough. Then they made one with Jeremy Renner, because Matt Damon had had enough. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) And then no one liked that. And then they got Matt Damon back for one more, and it was even worse than the Jeremy Renner one. The one that was just called Jason Bourne. I don't know if you saw it. It I actually haven't seen any of them. Tommy Lee Jones was in it. In I one think of I watched like, The Born Identity years ago, and that was the end for me. Yeah. It's, you know, the first couple were decent. But now they're trying a USA Network event series, which I always think it's funny when they refer to these shows as event series. It's what like, even is that? Yeah. They're just trying to, like, get people on board. It's It means nothing. It's nonsense. It's like the new buzzword. But yeah, I just thought that was insane. USA Network previously established characters welcome. Got him. Mm-hmm. The roasted. Mm-hmm. Shit's Creek season five. I watched the first episode last night. I think I'm tentatively in. Mm. Lucy got me watching it. I don't know. I think I think it's okay. Are you starting on season five? Yes. I think that's fine with a show like this. They uh, yeah, the premise is like they're rich and then they get poor, have to get rich again. Marty, kind of a deal. Think I already yeah caught up. It doesn't. Hmm. That, uh... Yeah. I, I've tried to watch that show. I don't know. Everyone loves it. Something about it just doesn't really grab me. I, it was okay. I don't know. I just, like, I think I'm clamoring for a show at all times. So, folks, this is a plea. Go ahead and send any show ideas that you have for, for the kid. I need a new show. Yeah. I might make a Twitter account devoted to me finding a new show because this is important stuff sounds fun i'll give you a follow um i thought it was crazy i thought talk (coughs) shows were like dying but they keep roaring out all these new ones i saw drew barrymore has a new talk show that's coming to cbs speaking of cbs they're just on fire lately i guess and kelly clarkson also has a talk show now it's like these who are who's watching these talk shows I'm not really sure. I, f- I feel like people <laughs> oh. have given Kelly Clarkson a pass for a very long time. Mm. Be- like I, I think a lot of the American Idol and voice people, they get more of a chance than they really deserve because none of them are really that interesting or, you know, yeah, talented. And, and Drew Barrymore, she should be a bigger deal than like slumming it with a talk show. I thought she still like got work. Doesn't that seem like a downgrade? A talk Not show? Not really. Think about this. I mean, Drew Barrymore has been in the private or the public eye since 1980. True. You know, when she did E.T. And then she just had her falling outs with everybody and the drinking and the drugs and the marrying Tom Green. And it just... Mm. I'm, I'm, I've had it with her, too. Name one movie that Drew Barrymore made that makes a difference because of Drew Barrymore. Hmm. Like, I guess she was good in The Wedding Singer, but it could have been anybody. Replace her with... Julia Gulia was a lot of fun in that. Sure, but replace her with... uh, Jenna Elfman, and it's the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that that took that long and Jenna Elfman. That's, came yeah, out. that's who I'm gonna fucking go with. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying on the hill of Jenna Elfman. Dharma from Dharma and Greg. For people who don't remember, which is everybody. Oh, they know. Yeah. Let's take a stand. I was laughing at, uh. I still have a mustache. Let me remind the fans. Yeah, but you're letting the sides grow in, so it's just more like a like a thicker beard kind of thing. It's not as funny. Okay. You need to take the sides down to keep that stash strong. Okay. I'll take this note. It's not as hilarious. I, I thought it was like a cool guy mustache with a beard bubbling in. It would be stuff. funnier if you had just the... If I'm saying like you got a little growth under the lip, mm. so maybe go mustache, soul patch, sideburns. Soul patch. Oh, yeah. If you have a mustache and a soul patch, it's cool. <laughs> I feel like you're feeding me bad intel, but fans, this sure. is another thing you can chime in on. Enough the podcast at gmail.com. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Like no one will. I have this mustache, so people will like make fun of it. This is like a joke stash. I wanted people to be like, "Oh, you have a mustache. That's funny." But like no one will address it. I've been walking around just like I think it looks good with this mustache for that's nothing. The pr- when, when you that's how you know that you've done something with your look that works when nobody mm. comments on it. Okay, think about that. And it reminded me of uh, La Moustache, a foreign film with one of my favorite movie plots of all time. Friend of the show, Will, loves this movie, too. How you doing, Will? This That's is a good mo- movie. It's a movie where a guy, he's, they established like he's had a mustache for decades, and he's doing this and that, ba-ba-ba. He decides to shave his mustache, and then he's like talking to his wife, waiting for her to notice that he shaved his mustache. She doesn't notice, and he gets all bummed out. And then he goes, uh, and then like the next day, he's like, you didn't notice when I, you didn't even notice that I shaved my mustache. She looks at him and goes, you never had a mustache. And then from there, he like loses his mind and it turns into like a psychological thriller based on a mustache. It's kind of a masterpiece. The movie yeah, I, I have it on DVD. I don't think it's on streaming. Yeah. It's not even like, the premise is better than the movie, but... I always loved that premise. I remember reading that and being like, wow, a movie can be about anything. Like, <laughs> what an absurd premise. And they went ahead and did it. And I'm going to make an American remake with my mustache. That's a movie that would be fun to remake. Like, a, they could do, like, an Intouchables kind of thing. Yeah. With Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart, and everybody could get mad because uh, Brian Cranston's not uh, really handicapped. Uh, how dare you portray a man with a mustache? You don't have a mustache. Yeah, exactly. So insensitive. But yes, uh, I also saw Len Weissman is directing a John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. Who's he again? He's the guy who did the first two Underworld movies oh. and the fourth Die Did he get beat too'd? No. I don't think so. He used to be married to Kate Beckinsale. But uh, now she's... Oh, she's not dating Pete Davidson anymore. We talked about this. No doubt. But I guess this is like a female-led ballerina assassin movie. I'm worried they might be fast and furious-ing John Wick. Like, once they start with the spinoff, this spinoff has, like, Hobbs and Shaw written all over it. I got a bad feeling about Ballerina. Where, you remember in Wick 3, the whole, they established that world, and now they'll sneak in some ballerinas. They'll be all ba-ba-ba. I didn't really pay attention during Wick 3. That's a reveal. No? I, I thought it was great. Like best action movie in a while. I liked it. I like it. I like it. But I there was something about there's something about the Wick universe that like it just after you watch the like 37 kills in a row, 
I check out a little bit mm. mentally. Like it's harder for me to really still be engaged. I do understand that, and it does get to the point where it's like, yeah, he's just shooting like everyone on Earth in the head. <laughs> like the kill count is like laughable at this point. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I, no. I did. I did not enjoy the second one, which you'd think, what's the difference? But mm. I was thinking since Transparent got canceled <laughs> in more ways than one, the show and the star got canceled. And it doesn't even matter what you're going to say. It's funny. I was imagining a new trans show called Transportation about like a <laughs> trans bus driver or something. What do you think? Where are they headed? <laughs> right to Hollywood. <laughs> Wokely. You got a stew going. Or maybe a reboot of the transporter? The transporter? Where it's Jason, Jason Statham, Statham as a woman yes. and he's fighting people in a dress with makeup on. He understands. Yep, I'm there. That he's greenlighting. That I'm on board with. He's in. Jason Statham, a uh, friend of the show, star of 2018's The Meg. The Meg! I was also laughing. Howard was in LA all this last week. I don't know if any fans listen to Howard Stern, but he's uh, he's fun. He had some big celebrity guests because he was in L.A. Robert Downey Jr., your boy Adam Levine, and uh, Arnold was on. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's so like smart and well spoken. Did you hear? I him? heard it for like a second. He's like brilliant. <laughs> I was just like he has the voice, and when he first came on, I legitimately thought it was like one of their guys doing their Arnold impression because. Even when it's actual Arnold, it's very silly and just like, Dow. Well, like, Bill Burr has that bit about how great of a man Arnold is, where he's basically mm. just fanboying out over Arnold for five minutes. But it really is true. Like, he came over from Austria with very little money. Mm. He got famous as a result of bodybuilding and just building his body to be as big and but strong but. and muscular as possible. And I did that by pumping iron in the gym. I'm coming everywhere. And then Everyone after that, it. he married a Kennedy, got elected. Or actually, this is not even in this order. He, I think he married the Kennedy, and then he got famous, or somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I'm not sure the I'm timeline. I'm not sure the timeline either. But either way, all told, he married a very successful woman, mm. great woman, had kids. Terrific. He did cheat on her, and they caught him for that. But that's like the stupidest thing that everyone harks on mm. that we should just let go because... It's, I don't know. He seems to be a good dad now to that kid, to the that, other kid that he, like, ignored or was keeping under wraps for a, for a while. He has a lot of posts that uh, tug the heartstrings. Who's his son, Patrick, is now getting into movies? Yes. He did, like, the new Clint Eastwood movie or something? He was, yeah, he's, he pops up and stuff. He's getting some work. I think it might have to do with his name. But, yeah, I was just laughing. Arnold talking about smoking stogies. <laughs> like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like no one has ever been more excited than Arnold being like, "How it, I smoke stogies." Like he says it in this very particular way. I don't want to do an Arnold impression because it's hack. Even though I already did it, but listen to Arnold on Howard and smoke Hello. stogies. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I hate the delay on son of a bitch. Like they're it's in from Predator and they're walking towards each other and then they do that famous grasp. I also saw they announced a reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger, starring Jared Paladecki. I don't even know who that is. From Supernatural, which is about to start its 15th season. And he's already secured his next show, which will probably go another oh, 15 Oh, that seasons. fucking guy? Yeah. Jesus. 
But I hate all these shows. Like, people will watch this just because they know the name. Like, Walker, Texas Ranger. It's... Like, the reboot of Hawaii Five-0 on CBS still exists. I don't know anyone who watches it. There's a, a new Magnum P.I. that's in its, like, third season that, you know, exists. Like, CBS is embarrassing. All these shows are just, like, do better. You're coming up, Walker, Texas Ranger again. We forget who they're catering to in terms of, like, there's an entire... And I've said this six times, probably, but there's, like, an entire region of people who probably are going to eat that up. And they're not as picky as we it are. It makes me sad, yeah. It's just, there's a lot of, like, TV zombies who will yeah. just, they I, just, they come home, they put CBS on, and they just sit there. Yeah. It's for old people who, like, can't even tell the difference between the old Walker and the new one. They're they just, just like, assume it's a yeah. sequel. They're like, oh, Chuck Norris is back. He looks great. This is my favorite show. But, yeah, like, nothing that isn't already established can survive, it seems. It's kind of sad. And this is the biggest news story I've seen all year, I think. Oh. Vin Diesel and The Rock may have ended their beef? You seen this? You heard about this? I almost don't want that to happen. I know. I kind of agree. I like that beef. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The Rock had like a powerful Instagram post saying... Like, like, we're brothers, brother, or some bullshit. Exactly, literally. And he ended it with like a, see you soon, Toretto, implying that he'll like probably pop by in the next Fast and Furious. I mean, the Familia, maybe they're getting back together. Who knows? Maybe they realize it's smarter to just get along and not be, like, dopey dipshits. Yeah, I think they probably figured figured out, rather, that you and I are the only ones who are even getting a kick out of their beef in the first place, so... Mm. I do hope Vin is just leading him on so we can embarrass him later. I hope it's a long con from Vin. And uh, that's all I have for news. You got any more? No. Short news week, I guess. Nothing crazy happened beyond just everybody talking about the Joker and how much money it made over and over and over again. Ba, ba, ba. Um, should we get into shots? Yeah. I, I, shut- I had some shots. Yeah. You want to I had some shots. Um, remember, we did we shot this together. Brian De Palma's Domino on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> that was a quick shot. I forgot we even tried to watch that. I don't like his good, well-known movies. I'm not sure what we were thinking putting <laughs> on. Yeah, he's the guy. He did Scarface. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. A bunch of like B movies. I want to say. That's all, like, honestly, that's the only one I can think of is Scarface. He did the first Mission Impossible, which is really strong. Yeah, that's, that's probably his best, movie. I would say. Dress to Kill. Oh, I love Dress to Kill. <laughs> yeah. I only, I only know that movie from that reference and adaptation. Right. Body Double, The Body Untouchables, Double. which I didn't enjoy. That's okay. That's an overrated, the like... Black Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a snoozer. Snake Eyes, Mission to Mars, Carlito's Way, Casualties of War... I guess I, he was in that. I remember wanting to love Snake Eyes because it's like the first forty-five minutes are all one continuous shot, but it's, oh, did it's not a great movie. Carrie's a good movie. With Sissy Spacek. Mm. That's a cool movie. I've, I've I've never seen that actually. It's cool. It's one of the better Stephen King adaptations. I have seen The Rage, Carrie Two, and the remake of Carrie. Oh, great. Starring. Good place to start. <laughs> yes. Strongly. Um. Yeah. I yeah. shut. We shut that off. I shut off a movie called American Hangman. 
I shut off Candyman with Tony Todd. You were there for that. Yeah. We could probably get back in there. I was ready to, like, love that. That was so boring and slow and 80s. Like, I couldn't believe. With fucking Annette Benning or whatever her name is from Sideways. Yeah. What is her name? Uh, Sidecar Jones, Etta. But, yeah, like, we didn't even get to the horror stuff, and we watched, like, 30 minutes of it. It's like, what's going on with this movie? Someone yeah, say Candyman and have him appear and with the bugs and the what have you. I actually shut uh, this Netflix original called Fractured, Oof. starring Sam Worthington. He must have escaped from the set of Avatar 2 for a few afternoons to film this turkey. But uh, it's a movie he's like losing his mind and accusing everybody. He's like in a hospital, his family's there, and then he can't trust them. Sounds awful. Yeah, and... Netflix originals have become, like, synonymous with our shut segment. I don't think... I think for the past, like, five weeks, easily, the Netflix original of the week is the shut of the week. Which is no... It's funny because we always both shut it off independently. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, you shut that? I shut that last week. But yeah, all Netflix movies, like, look the same. They all look like they were directed by the same person. There's something going on over at Netflix where they're just, like, sucking the life and creativity of all these movies i have a netflix original shot as well small crimes <coughs> with uh, the guy from game of thrones yeah. nicola tesla whatever the hell his name is yeah nicola costa wadlow i i know that movie i shot that like two years ago remember the other movie he made about being a criminal um shot caller that I was really Shut excited up. about and thinking it was going to be great, and it was just awful. Yeah, that was like a gritty prison movie oh. or something. <coughs> sort of a mosaic, a collage of a bunch of different experiences. There is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie was awful. I shut that off. I also shut off a clip of the SNL with Phoebe Walter Bridge, oh. where she. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Excuse you. Oh, is it really? Yes. I've been saying Walter for about a year now. Glad you caught that. Yeah, that was bad. It was like a news. They did. It was a news segment with Keenan Thompson and the other uh, black lady, and they were reading off headlines. Phoebe Waller read a headline about a crime that was committed by a white person, and then they, mm. the black people, started celebrating. And it was, "What? What are you happy about?" And it was that, pretending not to know what was going on. It was like a woke. That there sounds like an SNL sketch. Yeah. I give SNL a shot like every week. I watch like the first two sketches, and then I'm just like, oh, why, why isn't this good? <laughs> this is so. Why did you do that, Scotty? It's so muggy. Yeah, SNL in the '90s was really good. People keep saying it like, oh, it's back, it's back. No, it's not. That's the worst part about it. People being like, like, oh, it's actually like good again. I know it's been bad for like nine years, but no, right now it's good. And then you turn it on, it's like no, Seth it's not. Meyers just giggling, and even, even though he's probably gone, but yes, he is. The yeah, I I don't like SNL. I haven't liked SNL basically since high school. Yeah. Every time you see, yeah, they're like, oh, there's Alec Baldwin doing that Trump still. That's not embarrassing at all. I'm getting impeached. I'm a turkey. Is he on the show? Pardon they me. They just bring I'm a him turkey. back all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's not part of the cast, but he's in every episode as Donald Trump. It seems insulting to like the rest of the cast that like none of them can do a Trump. It just seems very odd. Imagine that writers' room. Lorne Michaels, like you know, uh, we're gonna need <laughs> another Trump sketch, everybody. So Alex here, you know, uh, put your heads together. 
we're going to have to talk about, um, you know, Syria and um, the ch- the camps and the wall. Okay, great. Right. I like your lawn. That's fun. Uh, it's one of my more useless imitations. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into some reviews. I want to talk about South Park for but a moment. The show? Yes. Because they had their 300th episode the other day to very little fanfare. I saw nobody talking about this. They hit 300 episodes, and they didn't even have, like, that special of a, a thing. Like, the show's become too serialized now. I think I've talked about this before, but... Yeah, I don't care about it at all anymore. They, um... You know, they used to, like every other animated show, every episode would just be its own thing. Then a few seasons ago, they started having, like, running themes throughout the season. Every episode, like, tied into the previous one. But they've taken that too far. Every episode this season is about Stan's dad and his weed farm. He owns, like, Tegrity Farms, and it's this whole, like... And it makes every episode seem like exactly the same thing. It's very... I don't know. I, I think I'm done with South Park. They're three eps into this new season. I'm not... I haven't been enjoying it. They don't even have good, like, Cartman stuff. It's all... I don't know. Yeah, the the episodes probably from 2003 to 2007 were the funniest ones. Yeah. And that's not even just indicative of our age or anything. I think it's just sort of washed it up out at this point. Mm. And they, as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, they just renewed the show for three or four more seasons or whatever and it just like we're just what it's just never going to end and then i'm sure eventually they'll do another thing on broadway and then probably another bigger longer uncut movie they'll probably do like south park movie two and just just keep shoving and i mean you can't blame them you know we'll do seven thousand episodes of enough what's the difference yeah so it's if you do a project and you like doing it and it's fun and you make tons of money you'd have to be an asshole to stop doing it but that doesn't mean we have to enjoy it word well said we had a couple of big viewings this week Mm. big ones two very big show show we took in gemini man in the theaters and el camino uh the breaking bad movie on netflix which which would you prefer to discuss first it's up your call scotty balls in your court i'm gonna sneak in First, before those, I watched High Life on Amazon Prime, <laughs> which you shut a few weeks ago, I believe. You loved it, didn't you? I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. this, this is the new... I knew you were going to love it. I, know. I almost just said, like, just watch it while I'm taking a shower in my iTunes or something, because I knew you were going to love it. This is a space movie, which Ank famously hates. It's uh, on Amazon Prime, I mentioned. And this is a very good-looking movie. It, gets it looked cool, yeah has a very cool look and it's very gritty it opens with like this guy on a space station taking care of a baby and then he like suits up all these bodies and you think he's like activating them but then he's just like dumping all the bodies out of the spaceship like it's kind of just like pewing them off into space yeah it, it was kind of like wild and messed up and then it gets very ridiculous like it's all about repopulating the space or the earth wherever the hell they are and like there's a sex box on the spaceship where like you know all this ridiculous i won't explain it but like some pretty graphic absurd stuff going on in this movie and uh 
you know, towards the end it got a little boring. It, uh, it has sleepy narration, just like Ad Astra. Like Robert Pattinson stars, and then his narration is him, like, very plainly explaining, like, oh, this, we need to get to this planet over here. I don't know if we have enough food, if we can make it. Oof. And it's a movie I would describe as ponderous, but it kept me kind of interested. I watched all of it. Yeah, I, I could I would never, if, upon having seen the end, would I have enjoyed the ending? No. Would I have been able no. to keep going? You would have just gotten more out. Yeah, I really didn't like it. And space movies-wise, they need to find a nice middle ground in between, like, crowd-pleasing, dumb Star Wars stuff and, like, unbelievably weird, slow stuff like High Life and Ad Astra. Like, there's a nice middle ground where you could just... Like Armageddon? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like a nice, light, fun, bopping around space uh, action comedy. I mean, I think they can get there. Yeah, like, most of these space movies, they're like screensavers with ASMR narration. It's, like, ridiculous. But, uh, you want to talk El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie? Now on I Netflix? I think I do. He does. <laughs> Jesse. It was just what we needed. Hey, Jesse, ma'am. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> Good to see you, man. How you doing, bud? Skinny Pete looked horrendous. He, he looked did. like he lost 180 pounds. He lo- he was the one giveaway. Like, everyone else, like, oh, they kind of look the same. This makes sense for picking up right where Breaking Bad left off. But he, he was the one giveaway where you can tell years have passed since they last filmed. But yeah, they, they started this movie with a recap of the series, which was fun. It reminded me what a great show Breaking Bad was. Aaron Paul really needed this work. <laughs> he gets a lot of work. He's on that new season of Westworld. We've had, we've had this debate before. He's all over the place. Is he like a prominent role in that Westworld, though? Well, he's not. He hasn't been on it yet. I guess he's like the lead of the new season. They're okay. like doing a whole new thing with that So I show guess he's had just, somewhat of a resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. He had a. He, you know there was a doldrums period for him, though. Like when he did the Speed Racer movie, and then it was just kind of like poof. Yeah. Yeah, where he was like, oh no, this isn't... <laughs> this is going to be it. This isn't going how I planned at all. I think Vince Gilligan did a great job of translating such a popular television show into film because a lot of people fail at that. Like, yes. Notoriously. Sex and the City missed. I can guarantee you The Sopranos is going to miss. Bingo. And they did a really nice job of tying up the loose ends that we need. And I mean, it's hard for us to discuss this without ruining it for people who haven't yeah. seen it yet. But I really, really was pleasantly surprised. Um yeah, I, I like loved it. I wish I rewatched the last season, or at least the last episode of Breaking Bad, mm. before I watched this, just to have been, you know. Yeah, it has that perfect Breaking Bad tone, though. Like it's dark and violent with great tension, and then some laughs and heart are sprinkled in here and there. A few burgers, <laughs> a couple laughs. But yeah, it was great. I really like. Like I said earlier, pre-show, it's just like a surprise extra episode of Breaking Bad. And, you know, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's not very, like, movie-like, I will say. It's more no. just like an episode of the show. It's not... If yeah. you go in expecting, like, a film, it's not a... No, no, no. Jesse Plemons is probably my favorite Breaking Bad character of all time. He's fun. This movie had a lot of Todd, which yeah. was surprising. I needed more Todd. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, it was clever the way they, they like, 
find this whole like pocket of story to tell like in the flashbacks of when he was still captured and then it makes sense because he's on this mission to get the this is very like cleverly written yeah it was well done yes and that scene in the desert was cool the scene in todd's apartment was cool that that scene that was like the best like most nail biting righteous gemstones yeah yeah that was the most nail biting like intense scene i've seen in a movie in like a year yeah and, and it, it has like levels like it changes like it keeps don't be messing with my levels yeah though. like he's they've got them then he's got them it's like oh it was just like i thought it was great yeah and then i was watching it just going like wow this rules <laughs> like over and over again i woke up super early yesterday and put it put and the first thing i thought about as i opened my eyes was el camino and that because mm. i saw it friend of the show uh mike hidalgo down in florida uh pal of mine was he <laughs> beat Palomino. me to it he was watching at two thirty in the morning and he put he did like what i do he put up a little clip of it mm. and i thought oh my god i gotta get in there right now so yeah. i tore through it before i even started work on uh friday yeah, i was sick at the thought of someone spoiling it for me. So I, I thought the, the same thing. I needed to get it in right away. I watched it as soon as I was done with work. I get so nervous about spoilers. But yeah, it had a lot of fun and like clever callbacks to Breaking Bad, like that tarantula thing I mentioned, which is like such a deep track. I was proud of myself for even noticing it. I didn't catch it. I was like, oh, and that's the thing. And then I was upset thing. that I didn't catch it. Yeah. And like, there's a scene where Jesse's talking on the phone with his parents, and it it harkened back to when Walter's having his last talk with Skylar on the phone in one of the last episodes. See, I, you are your memory with this stuff is better than mine. I'm forgetting a lot of these details. Yeah, it had a lot of visual callbacks, if that's a thing that people it say. Is. And, uh, yeah, some surprising cameos. We won't spoil it for you all if you haven't watched it. Although, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you've probably watched this movie. You know the deal. Yeah, I bet most of these the people listening, you know, because we're going to put this out tomorrow, I'm sure they'll all have heard it by now, right? Yeah. Jesse says, yeah, bitch, which is classic. It's, you know, it's like his tagline. Bitch, science bitch. He snuck that in. Robert Forster was in, as we mentioned. Might be his last performance, unless he snuck something else in. The uh, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, something like this could easily be awful and like tarnish the legacy of the show if it wasn't good. But uh, I think it, it strengthens the show, you know, with the flashbacks and it sneaks in some uh, some strong story moments. I loved it. I it, was, loved, it wasn't I like it. perfect, but I, I'm saying I loved it. Just because it, it made me very happy watching an extra episode of Breaking Bad after all these years. Yeah, I didn't want it to be perfect. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> what else? I think, yeah, um, I think so. That's uh, El Camino, El a Breaking Camino Bad Netflix. movie now on Netflix, baby. You know what's next? Ha ha! Tell the truth. Fuck was Gemini Man unnecessary, but there were some parts of it that were kind of cool. There was one cool action scene. We had a couple of uh, of our listeners write in. Yes. One friend of the show, Brian, wrote in to the Enough the Podcast email and said, "Did you guys see or are you seeing the high frame rate Gemini Man?" And the answer to your question, Brian, is indeed we saw it, saw it, and loved it. Yes, and also uh, on Twitter. 
Well, let me just cue this up. Friend at Inquisitive Dick posits uh, the specs of Gemini Man 3D high frames per second, frame rate per second, etc., are so advanced that few theaters, zero in the U.S., can accommodate the full experience. Do you think this will ultimately be a help or a hindrance to the future of the cinematic experience? First of all, thanks for uh, writing in. Really appreciate it. And second of all, this movie, it's, it's insane the way they filmed this movie and released this movie. As he mentioned, this movie was filmed in a format that no theater in America can, is equipped to project. It was filmed in 4K, 280 frames per second, 3D. And we saw this at like the nicest theater in Boston, and it, they only take it up to uh, 120 frames per second, 2K instead of 4K. So they shot this movie in this like crazy new technology, but then they can't project it in that same way at any theater in America, which just seems insane. That didn't make any sense to me. I got confused. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> I uh, I thought that the 3D was a little... But it, I, I don't even know the word that I'm looking for. It was hard on my eyes. They put the cart before the horse with all this technology, just to answer uh, Benedict Herdsman. They really, they dropped the ball on this. Because, yeah, we saw in the 120 frames per second, uh, 2K 3D, I'm er, and it does look different. It looks, it's supposed to be like how you see things in the actual world, like, mm. to your eyes. There's all this, like, science behind it. I don't fully understand it, but it does look like, it looks like they're sitting in front of you, like, they... They're showing Will Smith, like, just a close-up on his face for, like, an, a very extended shot. And, yeah, it looks like he's just there in front of you in real life. And it's wild. I like that they're trying something new, but they're it's stupid that they did this. You know, filmed a movie and the technology that they can't show to people. Do you think they were anticipating, you know, eventually being able to show it to people or... Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Ang Lee, he's always doing, like, high frame rate thing. Like, remember that movie Billy Lynn's long time, long halftime walk? The answer's no, because nobody remembers this movie. Of course not. It doesn't exist. But he filmed that and that, too, and it's just, like, they did some of the Hobbit movies like this. I don't know why they keep doing it until it's, like, okay, we can, we have this tech and everyone's equipped to do it. But yada yada. The 3D was pretty good at made the movie more interesting i thought it looked okay that one particular scene that you know the long shot with the motorcycle chase yes. and all that stuff i thought that was cool enough this movie has a motorcycle chase that scene like makes the movie worth seeing it's a motorcycle chase that turns into a motorcycle like fight like they're using the motorcycles as weapons with like cool guy brake moves it was really cool it was cool I liked... What else? Where are my notes? Will Smith continues to be uh, effortlessly compelling and charming as he is in everything. He is really a fucking star. And I, I can't stand the fact that they try to give him more range than he really has. Like, they tried to evoke empathy immediately with Will Smith's character in the beginning. Ha-ha. Him talking to... Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead yes. and we're supposed to care I don't know him yet I don't care about him mm. yet I'm not even invested in the movie yet and you're already swinging for the fences they had very little chemistry by the way Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth Winstead 
Compelling uh, actors separately, but together they they weren't really gelling for me. Clive Owen is in this as the bad guy, and he's muggy as hell. Hadn't seen him in a movie in like ten years. Yeah, Clive Owen. He's back, like, worse than ever. (laughs) I wrote down, can't wait to listen to Clive Owen muffle his English accent for the next 97 (laughs) minutes. The second they brought him out, it was him just, well, you know, Will Smith. uh Yeah, you described him as the white Idris Elba, which I thought was fun. Yeah, him just shoving that down our throats. He's just an unnecessary, you know, guy. Just, ugh. Yeah. It's very silly, like... Will Smith plays an assassin, and he plays, like, the best assassin in the world, of course, and then, you know, his company, like, tries to screw him over, and, you know, then they try to kill him, but they can't, you can't kill the best assassin in the world. They didn't think this through. And then they're just like, oh, let's create a younger version of him to go kill him, or they already created him, like, decades ago, and Clive Owen's been raising him. It was a very, like, stupidly written movie. It's almost we could give away the whole movie, and I don't think anyone would give a shit. Yeah, no one would be surprised. Like, this is the most unsurprising movie you've ever seen. Like They surprised w- me, reveal. Like, Will's... It does have that one thing where it was like... It has one wrinkle that I didn't see coming, but everything else, it's like... What do you imagine would occur in a movie where there are, are two of the same people battling? It, uh, I was... It goes did, through those We motions. walked into it not realizing it was going to be 3D. Mm. And yeah. that, to me, that's happened to me twice in the last few months with Toy Story and this. And it's both times. I And there was a guy in front of us who was almost about to get his money back, mm. which cracked me up because I don't like 3D. It it makes it messes with my eyes. Yeah. Gives me a, a slight headache. And I hate the glasses are too small because they're designed to fit everybody. Mm. I have a huge head. So when I look through the 3D glasses, only part of the screen is covered mm. because of how big my head is. Yeah. So it doesn't look cool at all. I can yeah. always see some of it as blurry. Mm. So unless annoying. I, it's it just it's horrible. Yeah. Unless they want to make bigger 3D glasses and have you have an option for the larger size, mm. I don't think they should just spring it on you anymore. It should there should also always be a choice. Yes. I would 100% have opted for standard definition. Yeah, and they didn't even take that much advantage of it. There was a, a few sequences where it looked like there was a, a cool first-person perspective shot of him getting drowned, and, like, the bubbles were in 3D, and they, like, lingered on it for a See, while. See, I didn't even catch that because my eyes were hurting, so I had to take them off. <laughs> it had some stuff like Will that. Smith and Mary Elizabeth, we, you said this already, but Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth Winstead really are a terrible duo. Yeah. And that line where Will Smith, she asks why, like something, why he's doing this or whatever. He says, "I find myself avoiding mirrors lately," yeah. and it's supposed to be that was such all hacky. meaningful. It's just yeah. terrible. Like, like, oh, you hate yourself, so you can't even look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> it's like a South Park joke, yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, I could picture the writer punching that up in a coffee shop and just thinking it was so great and clever. Yeah. And also, this is one of those movies that the script's been bouncing around for, like, decades. Like, Tom Cruise almost made this movie in, like, 2000, and then, like, someone else almost did it a few years ago. clearly it had been shelved, and I'd love to figure out how long. Yeah. Because all the actors are using early, not even the S version of the iPhone 6. (laughs) And you can see it in close-up shots when they're on the phone. And the movie just looks a little dated. I mean, that it could have been made in, what, like, 2015? Mm-hmm. It probably was. It's probably been in post. <laughs> them like trying to figure out, like, oh, how do we make Will Smith look young again? Just on ice for four years. Yeah. I was glad that Will Smith finally found someone who can match his star power in himself. He finally <laughs> got there. 
And, uh, yeah, this is one of those movies where every other scene, they're in another country, just to make it seem like it's a, a expansive, globe-trotting adventure. It's all happening. Of great magnitude. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It's very, like, simple and stupid, but it has, like, two really cool action scenes that make it worth worth watching. Ha-ha! Can you believe we're still living in the millennium? This is still the millennium. And will continue to be for some time. Everyone forgets that he made Wild Wild West. I don't, ever. Have you ever seen all of it? Uh, yeah, I have. Probably more than once. That big mechanical <laughs> spider and Josh Bro Is it Josh Brolin? No, I think that's Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> the man who's half man, half uh, spider. Half like mechanical spider for some reason. One of the biggest misfires. Let's talk about our favorite Will Smith movies real quick before we move on. And actually, I have a few more Gemini Man notes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I also thought the fights are cool because, you know... They're both assassins, so they're both really good at killing people, but they're in a fight and they don't want to kill each other because... Don't know, shoot him! Yeah, because old Will Smith is like, oh, that's young Will Smith, and young Will Smith is like, oh, that's old me. So I thought they had some cool moments where, you know, they should be killing each other, but they just have to, like, subdue each other. I was really happy when Will Smith did that jump push-up move Ha-ha. to, like, get out of the way of the bullets or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was dope. That was cool. That's and that you could tell he or at least a stunt double really did that. Yeah. That's a re, you that's actually an exercise thing that I've not really figured out how to do but it is possible. Mm. Um yeah, it had some it's worth I'll say one thumb up, one thumb down from me cuz it had some stuff that made it sort of watchable and you know, it's yeah. I I'd say just wait for wait for DVD. Yeah, I sound old saying DVD, but wait for when it's on TV and watch it there. Yeah, and then maybe they can fix the uh, effects somehow and make it watchable instead of 4K, 2K nonsense. I'm a... Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a turkey, but I pardon it. I'm pardoning that turkey this week. Terrific. It was fine, yeah. I love watching turkeys. I, I liked love... it better than I liked Joker. I love eating turkeys. I love pardoning turkeys. It's all dope. Um, also, I was thinking maybe Gemini Man versus the Irishman. As far as like who's the winner? CGI de-aged turkey extravaganza of the year. We'll have to wait till we see the Irishman to uh, to find the answer for that. When question. is that? November first. Yes. Seems like it's right around the bend, kid. Yeah, that was Gemini Man, now in theaters. Just came out this weekend, folks. And do we have anything else? That's all I got. Yeah, I think that's all I got. You know what time it is. Kid. The, uh... Let's watch the Departed. Also, Shark Tank is back. I've been watching Shark Tank. It's a fun show. Man. You you don't like that show? It's a great, great program. Um, Shark Tank's okay. Who are the sharks now? Have they changed them, or are they the same guys? It's mostly the same people. The, um... Cubes, my boy Cubes, friend of the show. He's in there. He's a fixture. I I just, like... At least once an episode, someone will have a company or an idea where you're like, that's legitimately good, and they deserve to be on the show and to have their business succeed. 
I hate when I like the idea, but then none of the sharks like the idea, or they can't find a way to make it work, or whatever. Or the guy's an idiot and he doesn't take the right deal, or they take yeah. the wrong deal. Heartbreaking. It always frustrates me. I also don't like when people, like, when it's a sob story. When they get out there and they, like, give their pitch and then they start crying and, like, telling... Yeah, enough this. of the sob stories. Yeah. It's, a te- it's a hacky way to get your, your job or your company picked yeah. up. Yeah. That's not a way, yeah, to get a business started, like, through, through tears. No. Agreed. And they do that with everything. They do the American Idol, The Voice. Like, oh, his mother died and this happened. And yeah. now he deserves to be a superstar. Yeah. He should he should say that like after he wins after he plays a cool not giving away any of that stuff the whole time that's the way to do it baby we're 33 minutes and 23 seconds into the departed here we go wow. we're in the bar Jack is uh, asking Leo to join him in the back room I'm not asking you <laughs> You know something? They just do not stop having the mafia in Providence. Mafia? I love we love Providence. Yeah, you could tell that they told him that people from Boston pronounce R's at the end of words instead of removing them sometimes, and he just shoved that in there all. Those guys you took. The mafia. They're connected down Providence. Look at French! What they're gonna do is come back with some guys and kill you. Which, sure as you're born, they will do. Unless I stop them. Do you want me to stop them? Sure. Is this something I can't do personally? What a bean said warrior. I can fucking take care of my own. I have my associates search you. No, no one's fucking searching me. Search me for Ooh. what? Contra fucking band. Take your shoes off. Shoes. <laughs> French. The number one. I, st- I can't get over Nicholson's tie in this scene. I, know you're I love how they gave Leonardo Timberlands. Like, like, oh, he's a Boston yeah. guy. He'll wear Timberlands just <laughs> casually. Yeah. Oh, sorry. How do you go? Hey. I have bad news. How do you Yeah. I'm just like oh. watching The Departed over here. I know, and it's over. You can't watch it anymore. That was ninety. Fuck. Also, I think I forgot to mention last week, but last week it was the thirteenth anniversary of The Departed coming out. Like, the day. The day of us recording. Yeah. We stupidly didn't mention yeah. it because we're unobservant cunts. I found out, like, right after we finished, like, oh, could have done a whole goddamn Such thing. Such a special film yes. for the Enough Turkey Boy team. Yes. And we really appreciate you, Marty. We saw it five times in the theater, just in case anybody forgot, which I think is a record. I feel like no one else has, has that beat anywhere yeah, on I can't. Earth. I cannot wait to see it again. <laughs> in, the th- in the theater I think of they have they re-showed it or aired it anywhere yeah like a re-release of The Departed I feel like that's never happened yeah. and it should and we can go it would make sense if they did like a, a 10 year anniversary a couple years ago how it, many times it, can we get the Irishman in, in theaters I mean that's three and a half hours I can't imagine us sitting in a theater more than once let alone Got anything else? Plugs? The uh, I'm plugless. Yeah, just give us a five-star rating on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us, subscribe, send an email, the Thank whole Thank you, Brian and Scott's friend on Twitter, whose name I'm now forgetting. You guys are great. You are the reason we do this show because yes. <laughs> we need that feedback. 
and writing in is the best way you can give it to us enough the podcast at gmail follow us on instagram enough podcasts and i'm on twitter and instagram at skip season folks that's enough and uh i'd like from the bottom of my heart to ask all of you to have a good one oh have a good one yeah have a good one thank you have a go. Cowboy.